Beautiful humans, we are joined in the studio by Joe, Kevin, and Nick Jonas. All right. Yes. Yeah. Hi. Hello. 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 What's up, guys? Dude, I'm thriving over here. Really, the question is, how are you three doing in this, uh, I don't How would you describe this phase of your life? Um, I mean, this, this phase of our life is pretty uh, exceptional at the moment. We're, we're having a, a great time. Um, you know, getting back, getting back together has just been kind of a whirlwind over the last couple of weeks. I guess it's been about a month and a half now, but between the announcement and then Sucker coming out and seeing people's reaction to that, I mean, we, we had high hopes and expectations, um, but I think, you know, the, the, the fans' reaction and maybe people that weren't fans uh, coming and showing the love they've shown has just been uh, really incredible. What expectations did you have before, even beyond releasing the record, even when you were having serious conversations about getting back together, did you set expectations? Did you set goals for yourselves? I asked like a year ago. I asked, "Do you think anybody will even care?" Like I, you know, I said that to them. Like there was expectations of we would hope that people would be interested not only in like our past, sure, but like where we are going and the new music and. I think spending the time that it took to figure out what we needed as like brothers to be able to do this again um, was the most important thing. And I think it led to being able to be where we are today. Are you telling a different story in your music this time around? Definitely. Um, we're all in different stages of our lives. You know, I, I think we were very aware in the creative process that, that whatever we sang about, whatever stories we told had to be truly authentic to, to this chapter of our life that we're in. Um, and, and I think, you know, so far... Sucker and cool do that. Um, the the themes that that we're speaking about and and kind of the the way in which we're saying things, I think, has to be really true to our voice and what we want to say. And we teamed up with uh, Ryan Tedder, who really helped us craft that vision creatively, and also Greg Kirsten and a handful of others that that really became a, a huge part of of the journey we went on with the music. By the way, genuine is the reason why we're still lucky enough to have these, this conversation and the reason you guys are still around. Those records before, I mean, those are written majority by the three of you. It was one producer, John Fields, and yeah. there was obviously a relationship that had formed between you guys, the producer, and a couple people come and go record to record, but mm. the consistence were the three of you. Whose idea was it to go to Ryan Tedder or did he come to you? Because it's a big position to fill, right? That next John Fields position? Definitely. It, it's kind of a scary place to hand over to anyone. And I think Nick was working on a song with him, with somebody else, and just the vibe with Ryan has always been really nice. I've seen him a bunch of times backstage at shows, and we spoke about the opportunity to work together, but obviously Ryan Tedder's crushing it right now. I mean, he's done so much amazing songwriting and production for people. So to get in the room with him and Greg Kirsten as well, has been such a blessing. And I think with, with Ryan in particular, like he, he is like that. We keep saying he's the fifth brother at this point because <laughs> he got the vision of what we were trying to create. And he dove in with us and said, okay, you know what? I, I know what you guys are trying to achieve. And he just elevated it. My biggest worry when I was getting ready to listen to soccer was that it was going to be something totally different. And it's everything that I'm used to. It's the perfect mixture of the past and the present, the drums, the live instruments, your conversational lyrics. I mean, Thanks, man. it's all the same. And it really, I don't know, man, it made me really freaking happy. Oh, that's awesome. Good. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Because there is an opportunity for you to really 
be morphed and changed by 2019 and what else is out there. Does it take you guys reaching the highest heights and then taking a break to then understand what makes Jonas Jonas? So then when it's time for you to do it again, you get, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know all the moves, you know the sound, you know the story, you know how to communicate with your fans. Right. It was definitely like trial and error at first writing again together. We would go into the studio with different producers and writers and say like, they'd be like, hey, what, are you, what kind of song do you want to write today? And we're like, we have no idea. <laughs> we don't even know what this is going to sound like to mix the combination of the growth between uh, Nick's solo stuff and DNCE and trying to find a nice healthy blend and what that would be like in this a- day and age where it's also competitive on radio and things like that. And it still kind of tips the hat musically to stuff that we did for 15 years. Timeless records, a lot of those songs. Thank you. I mean, do you do you sit here and think the same? Is there a record from any record you've ever released that you know will stand the test of time? I don't know if we we uh, know the answer to that question. I mean, I think we've always been conscious about trying to write things that, that we'll be able to sing for a very long time. Um, and there are some lyrics that, you know, when we dove back into the old material, kind of in rehearsals and everything else, that, that don't really hold up. <laughs> Speaking about very specific uh, things like instant messenger and <laughs> walking the halls at school and things like that. Um, hold your which, hand. Yeah. I'm like so excited. Um, which we, we, you know, kind of felt like, all right, with, with this new music, let's make sure it's stuff that, that we can sing forever and um, that, that really connects with people uh, on on that level. And um, I don't know, it's been fun just creating. And I, I think Sucker is an example of sort of a perfect marriage of DNCE sound and my solo sound coming together to create the Jonas Brothers sound in 2019. Um, I think hats off to Ryan for helping us find that. Do you, for cool, do you ask Jane Fonda for permission before you just decide to use her name? Uh, no, yeah. I, we didn't. Maybe we should have, uh, but we didn't. We asked her to be in the video. I think she was busy, uh, <laughs> but we did ask her to be in the video. Darn it. So she's aware of the song, I guess. That's good. That's what you want. Yeah. Post Malone, too, you know? Yeah. Post Malone and Game of Thrones. That was a All getting shout-outs. Good shout-outs. Right. You returned that Post Malone shout-out from, uh, what is it, Better Now? Yes. Yeah. Whose idea well, was that? It was only right. It kind of was one of those songs that came last uh, in the uh, the bulk of the music that we have. We were just loving it. It was just a funny day. Like, we we're just, even lyrically, we we're just messing around, having, like, making jokes. And, and then the song kind of came together. So, when it, how has your process changed creatively? Do you come up with lyrics before you enter the studio? Do you enter the studio blank slate? It's, just, it's always different. Yeah, I mean, that, that day in particular with Cool was. Uh, kind of an idea that you know, the guys were staying with me here in LA. Um, we were sitting, you know, my living room, and and just started kind of messing around with the the melody first and and the overall vibe. And then when we got in, I think it evolved to with everything we're doing with this new music. We want to try to bottle up happiness and and make people smile. And there's so much negativity in the world. Like if we can if we can be a conduit to good times and people feeling good about themselves, that's a win. So cool was just a message of like everyone should be able to wake up in the morning feel like a million bucks, go outside and, and have their anthem for that moment. And Cool kind of became that. You got 30 to 40 records, apparently. That's what you guys have said. Done. I've also heard the potential of two albums. Are all these records happy? Are they all bottled up happiness? With different forms, I think. I mean, yeah. there, there's definitely like some real themes in there. And, and you, you know, even... Art and... Yeah, I, I think our real lives are, are kind of a, a reflection of our music, you know, and... and um, our music, sorry, is a reflection of our real lives, and that's 
three guys who are in very serious relationships, married, two of us, and one's about to be married. So our music has to be a reflection of that and tell those stories. So it's everything from the best moments to the challenging moments and moments where, you know, you, you just want to dance with your, your partner, your other half, and, and enjoy life. Does it ever get easier to put a song out into the world that you know is about someone? Well, when it's your wife, it's a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of shows true in, like, Sucker, right? Like, having them in the video yeah. and having that support. And that was such a great way for us to, like, really kick this off as, like, a as a team, as a family. And, you know, having them be a part of it and their willingness to be a part of it, too. Like, you know, they all have their own schedules and lives and doing their thing, too. And so to be able to come together for those couple days and actually film that thing and just be so comfortable on set, too. Like, just, like completely let loose and i think that's a lot of the magic in that video does this feel like a family business again i don't even know if it feels like so much a business it yeah. just feels like the dream that you kind of said all right this is not gonna ever happen again and be cool with it and then it, it comes back around and it's even more exciting because we're on such good terms with each other and we have mm -hmm. a better way of communicating this time around is a lot more fun and playing those old songs again it, it just it's that much more exciting getting up on stage we played a show in minneapolis a few days ago uh, for March Madness and seeing those songs and how they affect certain fans, that's what it's about. And you never thought you'd play them again. So to be able to have that opportunity, it it's a dream. What record do you play now that brings back the happiest memory from our old stuff? Yeah, Ooh. it's challenging. I mean, the the, the show because we really only have played one real show. We did a couple warm up shows, but the the show was last weekend. Um, was was out of control so much energy and the fans were were just blowing our minds but it kind of comes in waves and you have the moments where you can tell their songs that were a part of the fabric of people's lives growing up and now uh, at the show as adults it, it means something different to them and um and in some ways i feel like it's even more meaningful maybe than it was then 100%. um and it's the same way for us you know we, we wrote these songs when we were uh in our teen years and and to be able to then sing them again as adults, it's a totally different meaning. So things like Love Bug and, um, you know, even Year 3000 is something where it's like somehow that song means something to people in a way that, like, we could never have predicted and we get to just enjoy it now. Whereas before there was probably some insecurities as we started to grow up about, like, the adolescence of that lyric and everything else. But um, we're we're comfortable enough in our own skin now and, and as adults to be able to really just sing and have fun with it with the audience and it's really it's really special Zach Sang Show. hey beautiful human uh, i'm sorry for the interruption but this is kind of important texting and driving isn't just a dangerous problem it's deadly and if you drive all distracted you are three times more likely to crash but far too many people still don't recognize the danger did you know that when you send or receive a text you take your eyes off the road for about five seconds. And if you're driving 55 miles per hour, that's like driving more than the length of a football field with your eyes closed. This isn't a joke. Between 2012 and 2017, nearly 20,000 people died in crashes involving a distracted driver. And if your own safety isn't enough of a reason to stop driving while distracted, here's another one. It's also illegal. That's why cops are writing tickets to anyone caught texting while driving. And they're doing it to save lives. So remember, if you text while driving, you will get caught. You drive, you text, you pay. Zach Sang Show. What does a record like a little bit longer mean to you now that it didn't mean to you before? We haven't played that one live yet. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see. I mean, I, I think 
the fans kind of dictate what what our experience is in a lot of ways, and right. um, they're the ones that we know, you know, they're familiar with because they were singles or whatever else. But some of the, the deeper album cuts and things like that, uh, I'm really excited to see that reaction. That's why, as we kind of put together a potential set list for a tour, we want to leave a lot of space for uh, fans to call out their favorite songs and for us to play those. You know, we went and saw Garth Brooks, and <laughs> he does a whole point in his show where it's 30, 40 minutes of just fan requests, and oh, you can see that. it means so much to him and the fans. And it. It makes every show unique no matter what. And it doesn't matter. Like, sometimes you can get into a rut if you're on a tour and you're doing so many shows in a week. Yeah, right. It's so nice to change it up. Yeah. You know, like, it's nice to throw something in there that, like, is, you know, super deep cut. But it's it's just fun, you know. Are you singing on any records? Can we hear your voice on a record in this new era of Jonas? I'm definitely singing on the records, but uh, n- not sure where it'll all land yet. So many people want to know. Oh, well, they, I'm here. They demand it. <laughs> How's it been going so far? Like being away from home and working again? It's, I mean, not that you weren't working before. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's definitely a change. It's an adjustment. You know, it's more time away. It's harder. Kids, you know, want to. They're growing up. You don't want to miss that time. Mm. I miss Danielle a lot. Um, but you know, they're going to come out. They're going to do that thing. We travel, but it's you know, we want to keep their normal lives too. You know, like they have their structure, and you just got to find the balance. And I think every day is a is a is a challenge to find that. You know, um, but. We're all here supporting each other. Like, Danielle is like, whatever you got to do, you know, we I'm here for it, and let's make this thing happen. So it's been a blessing, for sure. Uh, it's just, you know, loving all of this. So it's kind of like, whatever. It's awesome. <laughs> do your kids understand what you do yet? I think so. Yeah, they definitely do. They haven't seen us live just because the, the, the whole scenario hasn't yeah. been, like, perfect for them to come to a venue yet. They're still pretty young. You know, mm-hmm. they're five and two. So it's it's kind of that thing. But... Uh, they were on FaceTime. I think I posted a video of it, but they they were on FaceTime the other night when we were we were going on in one of in Atlanta and just after the show, seeing their reactions like to like the, us coming out on stage and stuff like it's it's mind blowing, mm-hmm. dude. Uh, it's special that you get to share it with your kids. Like, I, like wait, while you're saying that, I'm thinking back to like when I went with my mom to mm-hmm. go and see you guys for the first time at Prudential Center. Well, technically, my second concert ever was the three of you at Willowbrook Mall amazing. in New Jersey. That's amazing. Nice. <laughs> that was at first. the FYE. Yes. Who beat us to the punch? Who was the first? Bruce Springsteen at Giant Stadium. That's incredible. We probably were at the same show with you. It was a great show. He had done I think four or five dates, and he was doing like four hours a night, like just non stop going it's f-ing crazy to yeah, watch that man nuts. perform but i i remember that so vividly and that was just so many memories i got to share with my parents and my mom just and my sister yeah. surrounded around your music there is true meaning here and it's cool to just see it all come together yeah no it's it's amazing you know having them it's in a whole new environment to have them a part of this you know and like danny has been with me through all of it right she was there from 2007 2000 you know so special seeing it now and it's changed again for us in a different way is really cool College was it cool being a, 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 doing a college show? Feeling like the coolest motherfuckers on campus? Uh, yeah. I mean, you talking about the Penn State one? <laughs> yes, that champs. Yeah, that was crazy. So awesome. Our so our manager Phil McIntyre, longtime manager, and a bunch of the people on our team who are also some of our closest friends for many many years are from State College, uh, and so we we've kind of got roots there weirdly over the past fifteen years, having just been there many times with them and. Um, you know, becoming friends with a lot of their friends. So Joe has been championing champs during this bar stool best bar thing online. And so as a way to kind of push it over the edge, we were we were thinking like, let's go. Let's know if they won the next show. Round. Up. Huh? Let's 
See if they won the next round. Any minute we'd know. It's supposed to be announced. Look at you. The power you have, sir. I mean, I, I was just trying to encourage. But it was a wild night. Everyone I mean, else. It was wild. But any part of you, like, feel like you miss out on those moments? Like, wish you went to college and... Kind of got to do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah you totally. Yeah. You, <laughs> but at this, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that there at times there was things like, oh, I wish you could have done that, whatever. But I don't know. We're kind of doing it now and kind of doing it the way we want. It's pretty awesome. It's a whole different sort of college and high school experience and school. Yeah, I think it would have been nice to go and study certain things. But um, our little brother actually just graduated. Our youngest brother, Frankie, graduated. Uh, he's a, now he's has his degree to be a studio engineer. That's so crazy. And he's moving out here to L.A. and he's going to start working at recording studios. So He's the only one. He's the only that one that graduated. Graduated. So he can hold that over our heads forever. Yep. Are you guys going to let him produce your music? I, I mean, he, yeah. I th- he says that, that his focus is more on engineering, which is okay. cool. So, it, you know, definitely engineer sessions and stuff. If he wants to produce, you know, be happy to work with him and show him and get him involved. A record like Burning Up. I think it's timeless. You might Thank think, you. Do you agree? Do you want a song like that to last forever? Yeah. Sure. Of course. We want all our songs to last We've forever. We've been opening our set with that, Every- and it's just nuts. Yeah, to open a set with that song is pretty crazy. Yeah. Where's Big Rob at? Big Rob is working. He's worked with a lot of different people. He was working with The Weeknd for a while. And then, Normani right now. Yeah, he's on the Ariana tour. Oh, that's right. So he's always wor- around, but we FaceTime him quite often. I mean, he was with us. For Fourth of July this year, that was cool. <laughs> so that was fun, and uh, he lost his voice, so he barely could be heard. But you, he's the man. You keep him on the record every time you perform. No, none of you decide to take on that rap first. The fans do it. So yeah, they we, do. we play it. You know, we like play it uh, in the speakers as we perform. But the fans sing it like every single word, just phenomenal. I mean, big rob, <laughs> big rob rapping is like not something that. When looking back on it, I really don't know how it happened, but it did, and then it's become a thing. So we just let it ride. Forever. How do you measure success today? Uh, I think enjoying the ride and having fun and, and uh, understanding that, you know, for us, the, there's this is really a second bite at the apple, and it, it feels even better already than the last time because we're in a healthy place, and... I think we're all prioritizing the right things, and that's our relationship with each other and our relationships with our individual families and circles we're creating. Um, and, and that makes all of this more enjoyable, knowing that, you know, on the home front, it's all locked in, and that way we can just go and have fun and, and play these shows, write this music, and share it with the world again, but uh, with some real clarity on, on what our priorities are. What are your priorities? Uh, I mean, I, I think for me personally, I can only speak for myself, it's to maintain a, a healthy and great relationship with my family, my brothers, um, to have a great relationship with my wife and, and home life there so that my art is a reflection of that and people feel my joy and happiness coming through. Um, doesn't mean that every song I'm ever going to write is going to be sunshine and, and rainbows, but um, you know, I feel like right now I'm, I'm in a a place where my my idea of what success is, is is really stemming from just my happiness and making you know the people around me happy as well. And that's a big deal, right? Like you only get to that point with maturity. With I think so, with enough songs that don't work to <laughs> <laughs> to realize that it doesn't really matter. You know, if, if if a song works or not, or if the shows are all sold out, it's sort of like are are you content and happy to go home and and live your life? I get that. Yeah. How about you? 
I mean, he said it best, but I, I, I agree. I would say the same thing. Also, yeah. taking certain time off, being able to just enjoy it. I think when we were younger, it was a lot of things moving so fast and not being able to appreciate what we had and, and the opportunities that we had. So now as adults, you appreciate it so much more because you're playing these shows. You're like, this doesn't happen often to play in front of these amount of people or to be played at on radio or or have great relationships with each other. And again, of course, with my partner and having a great relationship with her and uh, I get to do this all over again with them and it, it's that's just pure joy. And so um, I think for me most importantly is take, making sure to take some time and, and enjoy it and, and, and not let it go too fast. And for you, I mean, success, you have kids, you created human beings. Like that's a big yeah. deal. <laughs> um, it's about just continuing to stay like healthy in a mental capacity, in a just in a relationship and all of that. But at the same time, it's also we had so many times where we would have so much happening so fast and you know, in the past years that we couldn't like just sit back and enjoy the wins and enjoy the fun of that and then actually celebrate those things. So being able to do that, even like a champs the other night, like just having, you know, our partners there and like them partying just as hard with us because we're all just having fun. Like, that's what it's about. Instead of going right to the next, you have a chance to marinate in it. And yeah, but so much marination. That's Marinationals. <laughs> Let it breathe. Okay. Do you have anything, like, are you writing on your own at all? Or are you solely writing the three of you? Do you any of you have individual creative time and then come together and pitch different lyrics? Um, we haven't really had a lot of time for that, but we, we kind of said there's no rules this time around. You know, DNCE can still exist and does exist. While we do this, and uh, I'm literally jumping between finishing two movies as we're kind of doing all this promo for the brothers, uh, and I'm sure you know there'll be music of my own. But like, we were so limited to the thinking before of like you know it's just this or nothing, you know, and and now it can all exist and actually work for the greater good of everything. Um, so I don't know. I mean, as far as songs go, no, there's nothing that I've written separate to this. But uh, I'm always I'm always writing and. Writing a musical right now, so that's I guess one thing I'm I'm writing separate. But whoa, that's yeah. really cool. It's fun. It's a fun process. Is that a that's a huge challenge? Yes or no? Uh, yeah, new. it's extremely hard, but already pretty rewarding. Like you know, it's where I started musical theater, and um, it's always been a dream of mine to write a show. And so it's just a, a, a really it's a slow process. You know, we we can get in the studio and write a song in two hours, and it could literally be done that day. Whereas this is you know. Uh, years. It's like a years of work, and and hopefully it gets done in the next year or two. How, are you going to star as well? I'm not sure. I don't think so, but maybe it depends. The role's older, so so if I if it takes me you know <laughs> ten years to to write it, then yeah, maybe I'll be in it. <laughs> What's it about? Uh, I can't say. Okay. Unfortunately, not because I'm trying to be like secret secretive or anything, but just because there's like a rights thing where yeah. Until it gets totally sorted out, <laughs> I don't want to blow the chances of getting it. But uh, it's really it's a great story. Is doing something like that a way for you to keep it fresh and to kind of yeah, keep and your to and to get like really frustrated with the process <laughs> by but, keeping it fresh? You go, this sucks. I'm gonna move on to something else, and you come back to it, and you know. But it's the power of not giving up. Exactly. And consistency, and you believe in it. For sure. Are you writing it on your own? No, I have a writing partner for that. Cool. But it's yeah. It's, it should be fun. Tour and setlist. You mentioned it. Really hard to put that thing together. Or how many songs are you thinking? It's actually much easier. I've 
because with DNC for the last three years, we only have about an album and a half worth of music. Yeah. And so to do like a 90 minute set was always really difficult. We we're always adding like five or six cover songs. But now. Now it's actually refreshing, to be honest. We have so much material to work to, to work with with the band. And it's so great because we can just say, oh, let's play this one or that one. And you have to make it have a good flow, I think. That's been the challenge for us, is being able to find a way that it's just not a bunch of songs that we want to play, but that the audience will also kind of know the lyrics. Because yeah. there's a lot of new fans. Like the other day in Minneapolis, we asked the audience how many people it's their first Jonas Brothers show. And the majority of the crowd raised their hand. So I think there's a lot of New Year's out there and maybe some people that didn't feel the confidence to come to shows when they were younger or they couldn't get themselves to a gig. Now they're all adults and um, figuring out what songs we want to cater for them as well. So you're doing the shows, you're hearing the reaction, but a majority of the, the albums are already done, right? Yeah. So does... Do you second guess anything after you kind of see the way people flow? Are you listening to the records that are already done? Yeah, but I think it's also once it's released, you kind of know what's working in the streaming yeah. world as well. Like, you know, people can kind of like champion a song as a culture and kind of move it, move the needle on it. And you kind of kind of see that in real time a little bit, too. Um, so we'll see. You know, it hasn't come out yet. So we're, we're waiting. Do we Are we going to release another single? Do we want to do an album? There's definitely an album. Okay. The album will be coming uh, this year at some point. Uh, and, and as far as number single goes, I think, you know, right now between Sucker and Cool, we're kind of like seeing where those great. go and um, when would be the right time to release another one. But we're, we're just, we're anxious to get it all out there and, and, you know, to get on the road, to be honest. Any collaborations on this album? Uh, no. I mean, as of right now, not really. And I think, you know, between our three voices and and points of view already there's there's a there's sort of a full yeah. uh, slate there but it doesn't mean that we can't take a song and flip it with another artist on it and give it new life or whatever like we're, we're down for whatever but at the moment there isn't really any features yeah, yeah. sorry is, is, is the tour being planned tour is being planned yes oh yeah there's there's like a there's like a whole plan and everything it's so frustrating because <laughs> we you know we, we we get so excited we we spend all our time talking about all the things when we're not in interviews that we're excited to do and then we get in interviews we can't say the dates or like what the things are yeah. um, but know that they are all very exciting and, and we'll tell you as soon as we can I got a lot of tweets from people asking for time on the date so they can take off multiple days from work so they can travel yeah well it's a lot of that save up those vacation days now <laughs> yeah <laughs> just take the whole summer off there you like, go you know, what's really happening quit your jobs Th that's, that's the, the, that's the answer yeah. did you guys have a plan when you decided to get back together like a long term plan of how many albums how long you wanted to do it or is it just taking it day by day uh, I think we're just insp very inspired, so we're in the studio quite a bit. We're going to the studio after this, so any opportunity we have to get in there and write, we're going to do that, and it's fun right now for us. So if we need a little bit of a break, we'll take one, but you know we're not going to be planning out too many albums in advance. We just know that we have a lot of songs right now, mm -hmm. because before we announced this thing, it was a secret, obviously, so we had a lot of time for ourselves, <laughs> and once we announced it, it made it a little bit more difficult to get into a studio to write or create. So we, we, we did the most work before all this got kind of out there. And so now we're thinking, well, if we can put two albums out, it'd be quite fun. But I think there's going to be some needed time to, to write again soon. So this studio session you're going to after this, 
are you going in with anything planned? Do you have ideas? Uh, it's a song that's already being uh, worked on. We're finishing a song okay. with Max Martin. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. Whoa. Big dog. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he is. He has a couple hits. He's a good, yeah, a few. Change music forever. He's really a national Swedish treasure and a national treasure here in America. National Swedish and national American treasure. Yeah, both. That's a big deal to have two yeah. titles like that. How did you call Nicolas Cage? This whole thing a secret. Like, how did you not slip up? We don't know how we actually kept it together. Um, but. Or no, I mean, we know how we did. We kept it together. Yeah, we just how didn't. People didn't leak it. Yeah, that was, yeah. There was like one moment, Joe kind of talked about it, that he thought it was going to. Like, we started just. When we got very close, started just lying straight up to people. Just being like, no, um, But it was like, I think also the industry kind of knew, like, you know, that radio stations knew it was coming and other things like that. But so I think they also felt like a sense of pride to be like in on the secret with us mm-hmm. and like wanted it to be a thing to yeah. be announced. So it was, I think people were just like, all right, let it happen. Mm-hmm. So Max Martin's your next session, but is Ryan Tedder still going to be involved on those types of records or no? Uh, well, he, yeah, I mean, he's EPing the album, but, okay. you know, I, I think there's sort of an understanding that, like, a Max Martin, for instance, can kind of, like, he's, <laughs> he's, knows he's, what got, he's, he's got it. He had something <laughs> special, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he really does. And uh, Savin, that whole team, special stuff. What are you thinking? Well, are you guys ready for Joe's wedding, or are you weddinged out? <laughs> I'm good now. You're good? Had, yeah. had, like, a few weeks a couple, off? Had a couple months for a break. And then <laughs> yeah. Ready to back, back into in. it. <laughs> I'm ready to get back in that mindset. I'm ready. I got my dancing shoes ready. Yeah. <laughs> have you picked the best man? I have. Is it between one is, of these two guys? Everyone is. Everyone's the best man. There's best men everywhere. That, that okay. That, that, am I, that's <laughs> nice. But does that mean every man in this room? No, I mean I don't mind saying. I mean we decided. So Sophie and I, we went with one best friend, one family member. We actually have two maids of honor, two best men. Okay. So Nick and our, my buddy Phil are are my best men, and then uh, she has. I think she just said it recently. Maisie, who's on her TV show with her Game of Thrones, and um, one of her best friends, Ellie, from back home. So it's like a little bit of family, a little bit of friends, and obviously, you know, it's like it, it's all. It's not like it's bad blood. I mean, unless Kevin hasn't told me something, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but you know, he's in the wedding, and we. I have like all my buddies from growing up a part of it which is really exciting and um we're gonna have too much fun i'm sure mm-hmm. is that planning fun or is it more of like a get it done and i'll show up <laughs> uh i've we've we got most of it figured out already there's parts of it that i think just naturally are stressful but you have to just allow yourself to enjoy the fact that you're doing this it's not really you know about all the little minor details it's gonna be great and things are gonna go wrong but I enjoy the planning stuff, but at this point, I just like, all right, let's just make it happen. I don't like. I'm I'm done thinking about it. <laughs> Is there anything you needed on your special day that you wouldn't budge on? I mean, we're getting married in France, so a lot of Coors Light was necessary. <laughs> Fly it in. Fly it in. <laughs> Not hard to really get that, but no. we needed to make sure that was going to happen. God. That was the only big. Pretty much, yeah. Well, we learned a lesson from my wedding when. Our friends drink a lot of beer, specifically, <laughs> and we ran out of beer at the wedding, at my wedding, which really? was a, a big issue. What do you do then? Like, do you send somebody out to go buy it? Uh, it starts to get very dark very fast with hard <laughs> alcohol instead. <laughs> yeah. The whole temperature is just Yeah, it's changes. just like, oh, we're doing this now, okay. Start taking shots. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Oof. There was a lot of that, yeah. Love obviously inspires your music today, Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Will mm-hmm. will we be able to hear the same way we've heard your love live out in your records, whether it's yeah. Wedding Bells or Australia? Does that exist in the songs that are coming? For soon? sure. Oh, yeah. I think they're like our love letters to our our other halves and our fans. That's beautiful. That's nice, right? Yeah. I just thought of that just now. <laughs> it worked. Thanks. You feel connected to your fans still? Oh, but big time. Seeing those familiar faces of these shows so far, we've only done like three shows, but... Seeing their faces has just made us so happy. You know, some new p- people, but a lot of, like, fans we saw at shows way back when. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you think it's your music? What is it about your music that keeps people for literally decades? They've grown up with you, as you've grown up yeah. with them. I think for mo- most fans, it's the soundtrack to their lives. And you can think of music and artists that did that for you. I know I can think of... 30, 40 songs off the top of my head that I go like, oh, this was an important day in my life or this was an emotional day in my life. And it seems like when we play these shows and we see them react to certain songs, how it was a very important part of their, 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 their part of them growing up. And um, it, it's an honor to be a part of that. You're part of somebody's life. Yeah. Sick. Would you guys ever play like any of your solo stuff or DNC stuff on tour? Or- oh, yeah. Yeah, we just, we just did. Like okay. we played Jealous the other night and Cake and... Awesome. It's fun to mix those into. Yeah, it's so yeah so dynamic, and then they kind of switch off vocals too, which is really a new way to hear the songs. And from you know, like essentially, I'm a fan of the that music, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so kind of like even performing it, but on the outside, and then hearing Joe sing one of the verses, and then Nick sing one of the verses of Cake, and like it just it definitely like I didn't expect to see it this way. Yeah. So it's just it's really fun to watch. Who I am. Maybe you'll bring that back one day. Oh, yeah. We played that the other day, too. Oh, so good. How There's about- so much music that we can play. That's actually part of the issue. It's ridiculous. Making a tight enough show that like feels like you're not just playing songs to play them, but it's hard because there's so much fun stuff we want to play. Bounce. Will you bring that back? Bounce. Um, Come on, classic. That is a classic. I like that idea. <laughs> You Maybe that's in that. the uh, fan call-out yeah. moment. We'll see. <laughs> Marinate with that one and let yeah, me know yeah, where I'll it goes, okay? Uh, thank you, the Jonas Brothers, for hanging out. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, you so much for having us. Thank you. You got a final thought, Dan? I just want to know if anybody's approached about a Camp Rock reboot now that you guys are back together. Maybe uh, like a Camp Rock SNL skit, I think. That'd be good. I think it's a little out of our age range, but <laughs> not t- opposed to like a spoof on it. Or a Next Generation, man. There the camp go. lives on. Camp Rock Juniors. Get Kevin's kids in there. Yeah, Mar- give, give my kids like five more years. You know. They'll be ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Marinating in that one too. The Jonas Brothers. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.